And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just some high flying, ran fast vertical stems of professors from Penn watching eagles eating prey like bazookies on birthdays. It's Philadelphia, Marissa Bowen, Zach kicking it. Cooler than three penguins till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some Birds with Friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Marissa Bowen, Zach are here to Squawk. Don't miss the mistress talk on some. I don't call it the off season. I call it the non playing season. Is that what you say when people, you know, normies ask you about what you do in the off season? You say it's the, not the off season, it's the non playing season? I don't correct them, but I'll call it the not playing season. Okay. I'll feel like there's the playing season. The, the NPO. <laughs> yeah. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Birds with Friends, the post round one edition. It is 2.03 a.m. <laughs> on Friday morning, Bo Wolf, Zach Berman, Marissa Dunn here to talk about an explosive night for the Philadelphia Eagles. Marissa, first of all, how are you? I'm doing great. I just got a little 30-minute nap in, um, ready to go. You seem like you're at your prime hour. This is, uh, yeah, Zach let out a nice yawn but said he's ready to go, so i excited uh, for this pod. Well, the tough news for Zach is that he has a radio hit at 8 in the morning. Yes, he did make and that very clear before we started. There's yeah. a good chance we won't be done with the show by then. <laughs> uh, I made it very clear I will not be awake at eight o'clock in the morning. We got but. neither will I. Uh, although actually, I probably will be, and then I'll and then I'll go back to sleep and take a nap after the kids have left. However, we got a lot to talk about. We've got Nolan Smith coming to Georgia just as predicted. We've got your boy. Jonathan Gannon being a very, very naughty little fella and getting his hand slapped by the league. We'll get to that. But we got to start, Zach, with the first pick mm -hmm. of the night for the Eagles. At, uh, at the top of the draft. Well, first of all, how are you? I'm doing great, Bo. I love draft weekend. Uh, or this what we is call like it one of the most listened to pods of the year. So yeah. we got to, you know, we got to make it worth it for the people. I, I woke up this morning. So excited. I've been excited all week for this. I walked into the facility pumped, thrilled. You guys looked at me like I had four eyes. Uh, when I walked in, I, glasses. <laughs> uh, or I guess the expression is three eyes. Right. But, uh, no, this was, this was a fun night and if I'm doing well, I can tell you this. The Eagles are probably doing much better. I need to imagine their hands are probably hurting from slapping so much, from slapping five so much because mm -hmm. this this night went exceedingly well for the Eagles, better than I think anyone could have anticipated. If you had told me they would have come out with Jalen Carter, I said that's a good night. If you would have told me that Spoiler they alert, – We haven't gotten there yet, but okay. You would have told me that they came out with – Nolan Smith at 10. I said that, yeah, that's a decent pick. What do they do at 30? Yeah. If you told me that they came out with 
Jalen Carter and Nolan Smith. Uh, I mean, and an upgrade in the third round. <laughs> yeah. So like, like uh, she always said when he did these post draft pods and he would lament about people who complained about grades because of course, this is all about what happens on the field. It's going to be determined by what happens on the field. But right now you evaluate process and the process was really good tonight. Well, we'll see about that. Let's get to it. Okay. The draft starts. Bryce Young goes first to the Carolina mm -hmm. Panthers, the Houston Texans. Much ado about uh, not loving the quarterbacks. They take C.J. Stroud. Then they send a huge package to move up to number three to take Will Anderson. So there goes Will Anderson, who we would have thought was maybe the Eagles' primary trade-up target if he had fallen within range. They weren't going to beat that. Uh, they weren't going to beat that. Uh, you're laughing because I'm saying I'm going back. That was the, the astute analysis. Five, they would have traded for him over Jalen Carter. Uh, you're kidding well, yourself. I can't imagine both would have been there at five. But I, okay, I, I hear you. Okay. What if? What if the Texans weren't willing to send an insane package, <laughs> and and someone else goes there? Maybe maybe the Cardinals just <laughs> sit and take Paris Johnson. <laughs> then Anthony Richards goes off the board. Then I don't know. Maybe Seattle probably takes him, but they they were they're in weird weird love with Devin Witherspoon. Who knows? Don't scoff at me. There were there was no scoffing going on. Proceed with your monologue. That was a scoff. No, I it was a callback to when you said when you really went out on a ledge and said if Howie Roseman can get one guy, and I was right. He, I was right. I'm sorry. What do you want me to say? Will Anderson. I'm not going to okay. apologize for being correct. Proceed. Yep. Okay. So Devin Witherspoon goes five. That was a long one where you thought maybe the Seahawks were going to yeah. trade out. And um, we were thinking maybe the Eagles were moving up. James Palmer had reported on NFL Network that that was one of the teams Eagles were talking to the most. Weird that Seattle was fielding calls and yet decided they needed to stick for Devin Witherspoon, but a story for another day. Then the Cardinals do a very weird thing and, and give up a bunch of stuff, basically almost all of what they got, to go back up and get Paris Johnson. Well, uh, one of the worst, I mean, the worst run franchise in the league. So I, I would actually go back to, so, I mean, do you want, are, is this all a preamble to get to the Eagles pick or do you want me to, to chime in on, on what you said for Eagles? Oh, go ahead. You want to, you want to defend your boy Gannon again? No, 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 no. I understand Johnson what the Seahawks trade? were. No. So if the Seahawks wanted Devin Witherspoon, my guess based on the way things unfolded would be that the Lions were going to take Witherspoon at six. So, mm, so, they didn't want, which, yeah. so if you want the player, you, what you're doing is you're evaluating the trade offer versus the outcome of the player. And my guess is they determined that the outcome of the player was better than the trade offer. Yeah. Yeah. With That's fair. The, I think it's a bad the, choice. Yeah. Okay. With the Cardinals trading up for He's a small Paris. senior. So you said the Cardinals gave up everything. Though. You said the Cardinals gave up everything they got. They didn't give up that first round pick they yeah, got. I know. They did. That, that I know. was a pretty big part of the I know game, they didn't. So. I, I was yes. obviously overstating it. Okay. But it's still a little crazy. And I think it's a good. I mean, even uh, I, I think if you want to know how much of a bumbling buffoon Monty Osenfort appears to be, not only does he get caught tampering on his first hire, but his very first draft, everybody in the league knew exactly what they were doing. They wanted to trade out and they wanted Paris Johnson. Like, how about a little bit of obfuscation year one, Monty? Like, yeah. loose lips in Arizona. Right? I, I hear you there. Yeah. Okay. I hear you. All right. 
So then uh, Tyree Wilson goes uh, at seven. Uh, real quick, and, and I, I I don't mean to deviate, but if you were a, a GM, would you be like tight-lipped where you wouldn't say anything? Or would you just spread a whole bunch of stuff so that like there's there's 30 rumors uh, about your team? They want they want uh, Paris Johnson. They want Anderson. You know, yeah, they want a quarterback because both strategies could well, be pretty Well, here's the thing about, yeah, you know, they, they normally wouldn't take a running back this high. But here's the thing. You got to think about what yeah. Bijan Robinson can do in the passing game. He yes. is actually a little bit more yeah. than just a running back. Yeah, I think I would uh, like because if you choose the latter strategy, you're also making everyone you're telling it to very happy, right? Because they think they're getting this like exclusive premium information. So, so well, what you're doing is it because is your... it's gotta be information sharing, right? Like, yes, exactly. you gotta give something to get something. <laughs> yeah. So you right? tell each of the and reporters, so if you want to know who other people are doing, you got to tell them yeah, something, right? Exactly. So, so the, the strategy would, would probably, I mean, because you can plausibly say, Oh, we're interested in this guy, right? You're not right. saying we're going to take him. And so then, so someone writes, I'm interested. You know, I heard that, Bo's yeah. team, let's you know, is interested in player X, and you have reports about twenty players, and no one under you know, no one knows which direction you're going. That's probably the better route than like having loose lips about everything, just saying everything, right? Than than not saying anything at all. Yeah. Well, listen, Howie Roseman is very good at this. He is very very good at knowing like the 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 pulse of the league. The right? the He's, play, he yeah. said the thing before about how. The thing that keeps him up at night is that there's somebody available who he doesn't know about, but like, you know, he's, he, he's in, he's in good standing with, uh, the national information, uh, like conglomerate, right. He, uh, he, I think you can tell by the way that they moved up tonight, that he had a good feel for what teams were thinking the same at the end of the first round, which we can get to, I think, um, like one of, one of his real strengths that, that, is definitely true is that he does a, he he does a good job like understanding what's going on and also i mean he's playing this game of of like we're interested in running backs every year as a joke it's very funny and you got to give him credit for that it's it's a good bit it's a, i mean as someone who loves a bit you got to respect it <laughs> Also, there, there's no Howie swagger quite like the I just nailed a draft pick swagger. You know, like like when he's walking off the podium, uh, you know, there's a little strut to the step, right? When when he knows he nailed it. Yeah. Is that fair to say? Yeah. yeah. Well, he yeah. was walking off today, and and as he was walking off, I just wanted to ask, like, because he had mentioned that they were fielding calls at 30. I was like, where there were a lot of calls. He goes, oh, there were a lot of calls. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's – there. it's, it's – it, look, I mean, there's uh, – on the on the scale of Howie Swagger, the mm. post I nailed it draft Swagger is is pretty high up there. Probably maybe second. not as high as like post I won the Super Bowl Swagger, right? But uh, or you've got a sign that says uh, uh, "I forgive you, Howie Swagger." Oh <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a good one. Okay, so I think at eight, if this was it, now we know how it ended up turning out, but I was a little bit surprised that the Eagles didn't move up to eight. For Jalen Carter, because Atlanta theoretically would know that they could still get Bijan Robinson at 10, right? So maybe that means the Eagles just knew that they were going to take Bijan Robinson. Maybe there weren't other bidders to move up for Jalen Carter. I actually think the inverse is true. Which is like, what? I'm surprised the Falcons didn't trade down. That's right? what I mean. Like, 
That's what oh, I mean. Oh, well, you said you were surprised the Eagles didn't trade up, right? Because like, I, I think that the Falcons would have taken oh, God, okay. like not very much sure. to just move back to a spot so that they could still take Bijan Robinson anyway. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. Um, but whatever. And that's because also James Palmer had reported that that was the other team that they were talking to a lot in, in terms of moving up. So anyway, they end up sending the paltry price of a fourth round pick next year to move up one spot to take Jalen Carter. Your initial reaction when that happens, Zach? Well, my initial reaction when it happened was they're, they're doing this for Jalen Carter. I didn't think the price was prohibitive. I understand why you do it. I mean, you could call the Bears on their bluff, but the Bears could turn and trade that pick to someone else, right? So Yeah, that's what you're guarding it, against. Is, it, yeah, yeah. It, exactly. So I uh it's a move I I I would make and are we getting into the Carter analysis or are we just let's, talking Yeah, let's do it. Let's one? get into it. Yeah, so look, the bottom line is this. He's he's one of the best players in the draft. If if you had I wrote this and I I You asked him the question, it was a good question and he gave you a good answer. Yeah, I asked how if at the start of this process like in earnest, you know, not 6 months ago, but 3 months ago, uh did you think you would have had a shot at, at at Jalen Carter, he said no, right? He knows he acknowledged why Jalen Carter was available when when he was there. The very good uh, comments by Scott Goldberg on the uh, on the live chat. The Eagles got a lot more value out of this fourth round pick to the Bears than they did the <laughs> than last one. Than Robert Quinn. Right. Uh, that's true. The, uh, the the Bears are just stockpiling Eagles sports. Uh, so uh, this, but like what I was I was I was gonna say is if you told Howie on January tenth. Or we're, I'm just picking an arbitrary date in January that you would you would have Jalen Carter uh, on the morning of April 28th. He would probably answer, "How many future firsts do I have to give up?" Because at that point, you're thinking Jalen Carter is one of the top three picks in the draft. I mean, you saw what the what it cost the Panthers to go up to number one. That's what it would have been for the Eagles to go up. To, I mean, you saw what the Texans gave up to get up. To number three today mm -hmm. that's what it would have been for the eagles to get to one two three when the before the bears made the trade there was talk about jalen carter going number one it wasn't until the the uh and and i one. also yeah i don't want to i mean i'm being judicious with my words because i don't want to uh well i think who or undersell we're gonna get to that in yeah, a second yeah. we're gonna we're gonna it, go over exactly. the whole thing okay but if if not for that i don't think this is even a possibility. I understand there were all field questions about maturity and and does he love football, things of that nature. But from like a pure football perspective, there's a consensus. This is either the best player in the draft or the second best player in the draft. But there is not a yeah, but but there's not a single person you'll talk to who would say that this was the ninth best player in the draft. And they drafted him number nine overall. And it's a premium position, and it's a position with a short-term, it's a short-term need. They lost Javon Hargrave, and a long-term need. Fletcher Cox presumably is in his last year here. Uh, so it's, it's before. yeah, true. So like it checks every single box you could want, and I think we said that the two players who you would trade up for would would be Anderson or Carter, right? Otherwise, you kind of stick and pick. Uh, and I, yeah, so we'll discuss the off the field component here, but from a football perspective, this is a dream outcome for the Eagles.
Okay, I think let's let's talk now about the off-field thing because sure. yes, he was he was non-quarterback thought of as one of the two best players in the draft. There's a reason that eight teams passed on him. Five, if you take away the teams who drafted a quarterback, some of those teams it's been reported you know had him off their board completely. Mm-hmm. Um, there are several layers to this. One is the incident that you referred to um and i'll and i'll read just so i don't get anything wrong here uh from what happened when they uh when they settled uh carter was charged with two misdemeanors on march 1st after a police investigation concluded that carter had been racing the car driven by georgia recruiting analyst chandler Lacroix on the morning of january 15th Lacroix's car crashed resulting in her death and the death of passenger devin willock uh, a georgia offensive lineman uh, Kim Stevens, Carter's attorney, released a lengthy statement Tuesday, Thursday, rather, that sought to debunk false information that spread online and in the media, including that Carter had left the scene of the a- accident. Mr. Carter never left the scene of the accident without being told that he could leave. He stopped his car immediately after the accident occurred and ran toward the wrecked vehicle while his passenger called 911. After being informed that he could leave, Mr. Carter returned to the scene at the request of Athens Clark. County Police Department to answer additional questions and continue to cooperate throughout the investigation. Uh, Jalen Carter's a police spokesman said on March 1st that Carter was interviewed on the scene. Jalen Carter's actions did not cause the tragic accident involving Chandler LaCroix, Devin Willock, Victoria Bowles, and Warren McClendon. If the investigation had determined otherwise, Mr. Carter would have been charged with far more serious offense of vehicular homicide and serious injury by vehicle under Georgia law both felony offenses and would have faced a lengthy prison sentence. Um, so anyway, he, they, they settled. He, he was charged with these misdemeanors. That happened. We know. Then there was the Georgia Pro Day mm-hmm. when uh, shortly thereafter he showed up overweight, out of shape. Then there's also the uh, notion that he was not like a try-hard guy, took plays off didn't practice very hard teammates had questions about him I think you can probably infer that if there are teams who have him, have him off their board they probably heard some things from within the program so you've got all of that so this is not a surefire thing that's the reason he was there at nine right for the from the Eagles perspective if if we are if we are judging the process we can you know, we can rest assured that they looked into this as much as they could. Like this was a priority player for them to look into. Obviously, uh, they would have had Dom DeSandro uh, looking into it as much as possible. They had him in for a visit. They had, you know, uh, Nicobe Dean and Jordan Davis to talk to about what he was like as a teammate. They've got, obviously got good relationships with the Georgia program. Uh, and so they have, they made the bet, right? Um, and I think you can say that like, we don't know exactly how it's going to turn out, but if if we are judging the process, it's not like this is not a um, and I don't mean to compare play, like the the things, but this is not like an Andre Dillard situation where it was like, oh, we didn't expect this guy to be yeah. here. Let's jump. Like they did their homework on Jalen Carter and Howie Roseman talked about it's on them now to like uh, foster the culture that's going to be able to get the most out of him. And I actually liked what he said about um not leaning on nicobe and jordan like they've got to they've got to worry about themselves like it's not their job to bring this guy along it's our job and the people in the building to to help him 
you know, become the player that he can be. You're right. You're you're correct about all of that. And like I, I keep going back to this. It's baked into the price. Uh the the reason why he's he's like you're drafting him where you are because of these reasons. They're they're they're, they're they acknowledge that with every pick, what you're doing is you're considering range of outcomes. And the range of outcomes for the realistic range of outcomes, I I, I should I should frame it for Carter is so much more than any other player you're going to get at that point, right? Like the, the, the chance of him being a top of the league player, the odds of that occurring is so much higher than I think anyone else you were going to get. So you're comparing it against your alternatives as well. I don't, I, once Jalen Carter is there and you can plausibly get to that pick without surrendering significant assets to do so, it just, it's, it becomes a, a no-brainer to do it. I I understand there are. I don't. Are I wouldn't many. call it a no-brainer. I, I think it takes a lot of work to decide whether whether you want him on the team. But that work, but but that work's already done. Is my point, right? Like you've already. It, 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 I think it's it's fairly binary. You're either saying you're either saying yes or no. Right. It, right. Like you're not. I mean, to the point. I see you your made, point, but it's. It's not like a, a Laramie Tunsil situation where this this happens hours before the draft, and all of a sudden you're like, "Wait, do we have the information? Do we feel comfortable doing this?" If if the report that came out, well, I, I I'm sorry, I take that back. Not the report because it was if the charges that came out the day of the combine, if they came out on draft day, it's an entirely different situation because you haven't you haven't had time to vet it. You you haven't had time. To, to gather and make that decision. This decision was already made. They they had determined, okay, are we comfortable or are, are we not? And there's sliding scales, right? A team that's drafting three or five, there's a different threshold because there's also- Well, sure, and they weren't okay enough with him to trade up to get to six to get him, right? Like, Yeah, yeah. Now, now that also might've been asset related too, right? Because, right. you know, you're, you're surrendering- Well, and reading the board, but- Sure. Um, but, but to me, it's, it's what you said about Andre Dillard, They, they made this decision already. Once you decide you're comfortable drafting the player, then to me, it's, it's, it's a, it's a no brainer. If he's in this range and this is what it costs, are you, are you willing to do it? And I, there's, there's nothing, there were no alternatives at that point that I think would have been better. Yeah. I also like. The incident aside, and I don't want to yeah, brush it, aside the incident. Yeah, yeah. The incident is a, a very it's major tragic. thing. It is tragic. Yes. But I, I am also like a little bit uncomfortable with the uh like the talking around like the the person. And it's like a part of the whole, you know, draft big business of like, you know, as you know, as Howie Roseman said, like these are 20-year-old kids, like now you know kids is 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 uh, unfair, but like the the tenor of the conversation about like uh, character concerns about guys is a little makes me a little bit uneasy. But if if it's a thing that you are worried about, you you can understand why the Eagles think that they are in a better position than other teams to handle it. Um, sure, because of the Georgia guys, because they have in their mind fostered this locker room. Right. And what's the point of having 
you know, leaders like uh, Jalen Hurts, if you can't ask them to bring a couple people along with him, right? Um, so I think all of that makes sense. If you're talking like uh, narratively, and I don't, I don't know that this ends up making a big difference, but like you'd probably rather have Jalen Carter bless at you. bless you, Marissa, uh, at nine than at like four because. He gets to carry this like chip on his shoulder uh, into his career that like all the like he he slipped further than he should have, but also the Eagles like uh, traded up to get him, so they were interested in him. It's not like they just sat there and took him. I don't know. It's it's you you can see you can see why all of it makes sense to them aside from this guy being on tape, freaking awesome. Yeah, exactly, and that's what it comes back to. If you're gonna if if you're gonna miss. Right. Don't don't miss with the bat on your shoulder, you know, like 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 take the swing for the for the pitch that 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 is there to hit. And that's how I view this. Uh, the, the player is the player is an outlier here relative to what else you could do. And it's a different conversation, by the way, if if you're sitting there, if if the Eagles had the third pick in the draft and Jalen Carter's that good, but but Anderson's up there. And he's a cleaner pro, you know, that's, that's a different conversation. And I also think it's, it, it, to that point, it brings in like the strength of the draft. Like if this was a draft where they thought that there were eight guys who were difference making players that they, you know, they could have had one of, maybe they had a slightly lower grade on a guy, but he was a, he was a cleaner prospect. They probably would have leaned that way. But as we talked about for the past two months with it, with the 10th overall pick, Howie Roseman wanted a, wanted a guy who could be a franchise pillar. And if Jalen Carter is 80% of mm-hmm. his upside, he's going to be really, really good for a really long time. Yes, exactly. And, and that's, that's the way I see it. Now I'm not, I'm not dismissing character. Like character is extraordinarily important. I, I mean, just it's don't literally above your head. <laughs> yeah. says character counts. <laughs> there you go. Do you I, share, I, do you, can can I ask you to share what your brothers uh, told you tonight? No, 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 no. no. It was, it, it's just like it, it's just like the sentiment. Like, yeah, you, you care about character until it comes like for football players. <laughs> so I'm like, like, like something along the. No, it's 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 more. I I can't accurately assess that. I think character at this at this state, you know, in the draft, it becomes a very nebulous term. Right? How are what? Is, is yeah, that's is the considered... thing that 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 makes me you know queasy is like yeah, you know like the like the the well Miles Murphy like uh, he, he he said that he doesn't like two a days so this guy's this guy's a yeah a exactly yeah um or or so there's I mean I mean to me it's it's uh hey are you a good player like that's 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 the first part of this year because. You know, I I used to, and we'll get to Jonathan Gannon later. Jonathan Gannon had had this thing where it's like the first qualification is is do you love ball? Well, I I love football, and, and you wouldn't draft me, so that's not the first qualification. The first qualification is can you play, right? <laughs> you know, can you be? Uh, because uh, talent is the ultimate. I would draft you, Zach. <laughs> you know, and, and like you're, you're kind of old. <laughs> yeah, thirty seven now, right? Uh, I, I wrote this tonight, and this is applicable for this pick. Your risk tolerance is directly proportional to your talent. You are willing to take more risks for more talented players. So the first thing is you have to be darn good at football. All right? That's 
that's that's that's number one. Um, but but then from there, you know, do you work hard? Do you have a desire? Like like do you want to get better? How do you fit within the framework of a team? Okay, uh, and you know, what are your habits? How are you every day? There are different there are different things, but I also think that's 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 something that um, you're not going to check every box in all those categories, right? So you have to say, what are you willing, like, like what's overstated, what's legitimate, and what are you willing to tolerate because the player is so good? And I do want to stress as I say this, I don't know. Um, you know, you hear things, you talk to people, but I don't know. And so all I can really assess is the player. Um, obviously, the the incident is a matter of, you know, public record. Uh, but all the other stuff that 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 could be gossip there. So I simply don't know. Now, ju I just want to say. On the player, I know that we have talked about the Georgia defense before. You know, he, he it's true that he never had more than three sacks in a season. He, he mm -hmm. played three years. There is not a lot of precedent for guys with that limited production turning into all pro or pro bowl defensive tackles. Chris Jones is the only guy who wasn't mm -hmm. a nose tackle um, who had that little sack production in college and ended up being a, an elite player. I, I do worry about it less with him than some other guys, uh, especially Nolan Smith, who we'll talk nice. about. Yeah. Um, because it is like, I mean, he's just so disruptive, uh, from what you see, but I just, I just want to flag that. Um, who was the last, uh, Georgia player under Kirby smart to get double digit sacks? Do you know? I don't know. Um, but I'm not, I'm the bar is not double digit sacks. Yeah. The no, bar just... is more than three, but okay. Yeah. But I'm, it's 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 a reasonable okay. answer. Okay, when's, the last, when's because, the last Kirby no, Smart I'm, no, I'm defensive lineman to turn into an elite player in the NFL? Well, well, well here I'm 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 just gonna say because it's 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 never happened uh, under okay. uh, under Kirby Smart. So okay, but who of those guys has turned into a Pro Bowler? Uh well, Leonard Floyd, I believe, was the tail end of of it. I gotta look that up. Was he was he Mark Richter or was or was he uh, Kirby Smart? I don't know. Okay, um, let me look at, at at some of those those teams here, real quick. Okay, um, go here. Anyway, as you said before, you know if this guy is who they think he is on the field, it is the perfect fit. Uh, you made the point uh, that I really liked the other day about Howie Rosen being sort of. Um, obsessed is maybe too strong a word but you know focused on finding replacements for his his you know pillar guys and all of a sudden now you've got your fletcher cox replacement in theory um in jalen carter obviously we know that he can play next to jordan davis we've already seen that that's not a ton of projection and for the way that they want to build this team this is on the field the perfect player for for what they have because uh even if it was will anderson then all of a sudden you're juggling Josh Sweat and Hassan Reddick and where those guys are going to play right now, you can plug in Jalen Carter from day one. And all of a sudden the loss of Javon Hargrave doesn't seem so, so tough. That's a good point. And you know, there is, there is Fletcher Cox to Jalen Carter's game. You, you hear that year and Dominican Sue, I think Bruce Feldman had a, had a report hmm. 
or someone said he's the best defense tackle he scouted since and Dominican Sue. So he moves so fluidly, like he moves different than guys at, at at that body size. It's it is impressive to watch. Okay, are you still looking up Kirby Smart? <laughs> yeah. Um, so Leonard Floyd, uh, but that was somebody tells us Floyd left UGA a, a year before Smart year was before. named head coach. So we'll shout out the five Georgia players drafted. Georgia has had 30 players who were drafted or were recruited by Kirby Smart over the past five draft cycles and seven first rounders. Um, they're not counting the 2016 draft class since Smart never coached those players. So, so the, yeah, so Leonard Floyd's not on, on that list. So, yeah, it's actually not a great list of defensive linemen. <laughs> Roquan oh, Smith was okay. Roquan Smith, Lorenzo Carter, okay, are two there. Uh, there's DeAndre Walker. There's um, interesting. You're, okay. Um, no, okay. So, oh, okay. Aziz Ojolari. Yeah, he's been good. He's been good. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then last year's guys, too early to say. Yeah. Walker looks okay. Okay. Not the number one overall pick. Fair. Kidding, but yeah. Okay. Fair. All right, so just to, just to flag that as we uh, you know barrel towards our next Georgia prospect later in the show. Um, all right, anything else you think on on Jalen Carter? Uh, so my my two questions for you is: A, would you have stuck at ten, or is the fourth round pick such a small price that you're not willing to pay? And B, uh, we kind of talked about uh, we talked about how. Seven was the most likely spot to trade up, right? That if he if he got past Seattle and he got mm. past Detroit, what's the most you would have given up? If I if I was good to go on Jalen Carter, what's the most I would have given up? Yes. Uh, I mean, I it's it's obviously it depends on who else was still on the board. Um, let's let's say seven's the spot. So Paris Johnson was just taken. Yeah, Paris Johnson was just taken. Okay, and so it's either it's either going to be Jalen Carter or Christian Gonzalez, basically. Um, based on your shadow, based on mine, based on yes, mine, exactly. yeah. Yes. Um, because I would have gone Nolan Smith over Christian Gonzalez. I would probably, I would probably have have given up uh, sixty two. Okay, but not to go to seven. I feel like that's too much to go up three spots. But I would have given that up if that was the guy that I wanted. So it worked out. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think, I think, I think process and trade wise, they did, a, they did a great job. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, the, the future fourth is, I mean, it's nothing considering what they, what they've got coming. So, um, yeah, as, as, uh, as I've got the NFL network replay on and the Eagles have just picked Jalen Carter. What did you think of the, uh, the zoom, pre the, the zoom with Jalen Carter that led to a, a heated back and forth in the, uh, post night press conference? So, give us the give us the newser on that yeah so uh reuben frank i did not think that jalen carter was was contrite or showed contrition uh contrition is that am i that's a word yeah no 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 no, no. am i framing it correctly yeah no? i believe he what used the word accountability accountability tough to give in a zoom yeah. press conference with and the then you just met but howie and nick took took on bridge to yeah, they, they, when, when they went to bat for their boy right yeah. away which yeah. i respect 
so here, so I, I mean, look, I this is a rare situation that occurred. You don't usually have these kinds of questions. I do recognize, I I see both sides of it in that. You know, you're a reporter. You have to ask the questions. The flip side is this is a Zoom call after the guy was just drafted. Um, I think the question you're, you're that Rube was him. trying to ask was a was a fine question. I think the way that he led into it yeah. made it sound yeah. like a much more of a yeah like an editorializing gotcha. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, I mean, look, look, Rube's been doing this a long time. He he he's, yeah, he doesn't need he's me to seen, tell him how to do his job. Yeah, he's 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 seen this. He knows what he's doing. So. I mean, I'll, I'll never, um, you know, as another reporter's questions. Um, but I'll like, I, I tend to, I tend to look at these, these post, uh, post draft pick zoom calls or conference calls as I've, I've been there on draft night when you're talking to these guys, it's, it's literally a car wash, a media car wash. Where, well, so it's, it's not, not literally. It's not literally. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. That's that's my 2:39 a.m. It's not. I didn't mean literally. It is a media car wash. Uh, they're going just from doping these guys down. They're going from person <laughs> to person. Uh, you know, talk to Panini uh, cards. Well, we're gonna get to, to Panini. Yes, don't you worry. Yeah, yeah to uh, do this press conference, get on on Sirius XM Radio. Talk to this person from NFL Network. Talk to this person from ESPN. Talk to these out-of-towns media. Talk to this website. By the way, this reporter came, uh, flew in from Philly. Can you talk to them? And it's like uh, you're not. You're you know they're not. They're just going through the motions. They they just they just got drafted into the NFL. What they want more than anything at this hour is like to go celebrate with their friends and family, right? I understand they have professional obligations and they're fulfilling it. And we have a professional duty to ask, to ask certain things, but I, I can't speak for anyone else. Okay. So I'm not speaking for anyone else here. I can't ascertain much from a player in, in those settings. So I, yeah, I, I think what Rube wanted to ask was that like, he didn't want to get into it with us. Was he willing to be accountable about yeah. it with you guys? Yeah. But yeah, I, I tend to ask in those in those ones, you know, yeah, you know something that that could like give me a, a little color or a little, you know, uh, uh, something from from the moment or the scene that is that is genuine. And then the next day, you know, he he'll be in. Well, today now it's two forty a.m. and we're, we're not talking even halfway through the, yeah. the show, just so you know. So so you you get him the next day. You get him at, at rookie camp. You get him mini camp, training camp. This 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 won't be your only shot at him. So I I, I think I'll have a better sense of Jalen after more exposure to him. But yeah. Now just to circle back, I do want to um, clarify this: Is it Jalen Carter or is it Carter Jalen? Seriously, that's 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 what you want to circle back to. All right, it's Jalen Carter. Proceed. Thank you. Just yes. to set that straight. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. 
You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. All right. Uh, I think before we get to the Eagles' second first round pick, I think now is the time for us to get into your naughty little boy and the uh, news that Excuse broke me? before the game. Please can we the... call him by his name as opposed to uh, uh, whatever terminology you used? Yes. Your naughty little boy. <laughs> <laughs> Again, let's let's. Let's use the the Uber Lyft threshold for this podcast. If someone walks in, if someone walks into the Uber and the Lyft and says, "Let's talk about your naughty little boy," okay, I don't want to be associated with such a description. So let's let's talk about the former Eagles defensive coordinator, current Arizona Cardinals head coach. I think that is a a more apt way to do this. Okay, well, what happened with your uh, naughty little former Eagles defensive coordinator? So Jonathan Gannon, um, well, disc. took he took a call. <laughs> um, no, what happened is this: uh, there was a tampering charge. The Arizona Cardinals self-reported a tampering charge, uh, and the NFL. Yeah, no, they didn't the, self. I mean, they self-reported, but they didn't sell. Like, <laughs> yeah, somebody yeah. found out about it, Someone, and then they exactly, were forced yeah. to self-report. Yeah, right? like, uh, yeah. So essentially, so, so the Eagles and Cardinals. Uh, reached an agreement here to, to 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 make this not a non-issue this came out right before the draft no one knew such an investigation was occurring um the eagles actually got real good compensation they moved up really 30, 30 mean, spots in the third round to get paid to get i mean what a what a deal <laughs> yeah they gave this up a the pick best next movie year. This is, they could exactly. have the best draft of all time and that's still the best movie of the yeah. so in, in a joint statement uh here let me pull this up here uh, <laughs> Joint statements are funny. It makes it sound like a, a divorce, right? Like a, like a celebrity couple breaking up. Which uh, I guess you could argue. Let me pull this up. So here, and I'm I'm Zach just Berman and Jonathan Gannon released here. joint joint statement. They've decided to no longer be best friends. <laughs> the Cardinals and 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 the Eagles had after a settlement. much consideration and long. There was impermissible contact by Arizona uh, this past the January. They. Uh, Monty Asimfort, the general manager of the other Cardinals, had a phone conversation with Jonathan Gannon in the days following the NFC Championship game, mm. a period during which contact is not permitted under the league's anti-tampering policy. Uh, so then the clubs agreed to swap third-rounders this year because the Eagles were drafting at the end of the third round and the Cardinals top of the third round. This is a pretty significant um, delta there. Like a third and, picks almost. Yeah, and then the Cardinals get the Eagles' fifth-round pick next year. Uh, so yeah, what's my read on this? My read on it is this. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you, you hear at the combine sometimes that the drug tests aren't like drug tests. They're intelligence tests sometimes mm. in that, you know, it's, it's, you, you know, 
you're getting tested, are you going to get caught? Uh, I imagine tampering goes on all the time. Okay. Uh, I imagine that but you're, you're clearly not very good at tampering if, if you get caught. So uh, it's a pretty significant uh, pick uh, pick swap there. I I don't I don't know the nature of this call. I don't think that this is an excuse. I I, I know this has come up. I don't think this is an excuse for well, no no no, for no. The because please let me finish here. Please let me finish. I don't think this is an excuse for the Super Bowl. But what I will say is this: uh, it, it a phone call takes. Are, are you frozen on the screen or are you just really? No, scared? because you okay. have to say what happened in the press conference. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, okay. So then I, so then, um, Howie kind of, Howie didn't want to get into it when he was asked for the details of it. He said, that's a league issue. And so then I asked Nick, what was your reaction to Gannon and the Cardinals? And Nick, you had it was a very open ended. Like what? You just what was your reaction? And he's like, "Oh, is this a gotcha question?" <laughs> yeah, but then Nick he thought, said, Nick, "Nick thought I was trying to bait him." Yeah, yeah. Which, which, like, literally, what I asked, I asked me baiting him would would be if if I gave like my opinion of it to 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 lead him into the question. That's literally begging the question. Um, I am all I did was open the floor. What is your reaction to this? And he want he so he suggested that I was baiting him to try to say that Gannon wasn't paying attention or he wasn't. got very defensive. He said, "Let me yeah. tell you this, I don't, uh, I don't think there's any part of him. He was all the way in, uh, like there. He 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 gave us everything he had in the Super Bowl. I don't think yeah. there was any kind of distraction, which is like that means that it's crossed his mind, right? Like, yeah. Look, oh. I like to imagine I, I, when the first when it first came out, I was hoping that it was a little bit more scandalous, like during the week of the Super Bowl in Arizona, like Dom had put had put like a tracking device on Jonathan Gannon's car. And he's like going out to dinner with the Bidwells late at night, like a little bit more scandalous. And instead, it's just Monty doesn't really know what he's doing. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll say that if if your party to these press conferences, sometimes at the Super Bowl. If you're part of the media night, let's say there are uh, far less substantive, like there are much more time wasting, time sucking things, things that deviate you from your Septum. game preparation than uh, than a phone call with another GM, which you know happens. You know, people in the league talk all the time. They talk to they talk to other coaches, other executives. They talk to media. They talk to players like that's that's just the nature of it. Um, but I'll say that it it takes uh, it, a phone calls. You know, it, it's two party consent, if you will, right? Mm. So so it's it's not are just. You turn, are you turning on your boy? <laughs> There's no turning. I, Is this the final straw, Bo? Bo, please. I Is take this my, the straw that broke the camel's back, Bo. Respectfully, I know you're doing a bit, but my. I I would like to think that my integrity, my journalistic integrity, is unimpeachable. Okay, so no, uh, <laughs> so I I character will... counts except when it comes to the players and the defensive <laughs> coordinators. No, so so I will always. Um, I I think I was 
when when Gannon was at fault for things, I would acknowledge accordingly. What I don't do that's debatable. What I, what I don't do, what I I I don't just say something because it's what the 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 fans think. I try to the have independent truth is no. I have independent thoughts, and I I I don't need to to build my opinion based on groupthink. Okay, so uh, but in this case, I'll I'll, I'll I'll say this: this is this is two party consent, right? It's not just the Cardinals making the call; it's it's the it's Jonathan Gannon accepting it and talking, you know, and and doing it. And he he knows the rules. He knows when he's he's allowed to be interviewed and and not. So I think well, this is Zach, this is both this is both sides here. You also have to acknowledge, as Jeff McClain tweeted out, you know, he lied about this. He was asked oh, directly, yeah, about whether he'd been in contact with the Cardinals, and he said he lied. He said no. Well, yeah, so because if we're talking about character. He's just he's just lying. Well, if <laughs> I'll tell you this, if you broke the rules, are you telling the media? That's like that's that's well, so now that's my point. In there, now all of a sudden character. Uh, it's not about what happens. No, I'm not are. saying I'm I'm just saying it's it's. Uh, <laughs> he said <laughs> it be, he said he didn't. He said he had no idea that the Cardinals well, were interested we, until how we told him. Yeah, we all know that. We all know that was ridiculous. Literally, the Sunday morning shows were talking about the Cardinals zeroed in on Jonathan Gannon. So the he's Sunday morning to shows of the Super Bowl. No, we is is this news to you? When he said that, did you think? Did you really think that the first time he knew the Cardinals were interested? But how does in that him? square with all of your other principles? I just take that play. Coaches and players lie to me all the time. All the time, right? Like, Howie Roseman said the other day that he <laughs> he doesn't talk tell those draft plans to anybody, right? I mean, uh, uh, you know, it'd be I I can go on with the what the players, you know, every time a player says that they've never thought about their contract, you know, I'll think about my contract during the offseason, right? Everyone thinks about their contract. Um and, yeah, so I uh, no, I I know that that sometimes what you say now, if you don't want, I mean, there's a, there's a way to answer it. Be like, I don't want to get into that, or you can talk around it. You don't have to, uh, and maybe you're playing semantics, right? Maybe yeah, the first time as you've said, as you've said, omission is not uh, <laughs> lying, right? I said it on the podcast. I don't think I said that on the podcast. I'm not sad. That's just it's a thing. Yeah, Paul, we don't need to get into that on the podcast. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, so I got to go back. And, all of a sudden, it comes, <laughs> rears its ugly head again. Please do not joke about that. that is, that's, that's not something that, to joke about here. Um, uh, point being that, uh, yeah, Jonathan's at, at fault for this too. And I don't think this is why Patrick Mahomes did what he did in the Super Bowl. Like if if Jonathan Gannon didn't talk to Monty Austin for it for X amount of minutes, the Eagles it, it, it wouldn't have. So had that him was more about him just not being as good of a defensive coordinator as some people thought. Yeah, or that has something to do with Patrick Mahomes being a damn good quarterback too, right? Okay. I mean, let's let's acknowledge that. But yeah, I I don't. Uh, uh, but Jonathan knew what he was doing, and he got the he got caught with his hands in the cookie jar, so to speak. Mm. Okay. 
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. All right. So we move now to the second half of the first round. And uh, because the Eagles had that extra or that that bumped up elevated third round pick as a result of the Gannon uh, tampering, you started to wonder if maybe they'd be thinking about moving up because we knew that Nolan Smith is a player that they were interested in at 10 potentially. All of a sudden the board starts breaking, you know, the commanders make a terrible pick. Emmanuel Forbes, your boy. That's, That's not a terrible pick. pick. Yeah. I mean, on a night when the Lions took Tamir Gibbs at 12, Jack Campbell at 18, uh, a bunch of other questionable picks. Emmanuel Forbes at 16 is the worst pick of the night. <laughs> your, not, Emmanuel, your Emmanuel Forbes thing is like, uh, you know, sure, he, you know, he intercepts passes and breaks up passes at an elite rate but he's 17 pounds lighter than your prototype so there you know 17 pounds is a lot of pounds do you he's watch also the, when you watch, watch him play i watched him play and i thought that he was one of the worst corners i've ever seen oh really okay yeah okay and his interceptions were guys just dropping balls right really? into his lap which he's going to be bad. Wait, was it the 12th, the 11th? It was the 11th, the 12th, the 13th, them. or the 14th? Like, I'm curious. He made one really you're, nice play. One. Your boy, Christian Gonzalez. Your boy, Christian Gonzalez. Yeah. Went, went three years without catching another quarterback's pass. Emmanuel Forbes, he, he, had, he had Emmanuel Forbes. Let's returned, make a bet tonight. Wait, 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 wait. No, I, no. I just want to give this stat for you. Emmanuel Forbes returned more interceptions for touchdowns than Christian Gonzalez and, and Joey Porter have interceptions combined. Okay. If Emmanuel Forbes goes to a pro bowl, I will, 
He can cover. He I don't can know. cover. I'll, he has ball skills. He can't cover. He can cover. What he can't do. And he can't tackle. What he can't. Yeah. He's he's not a great tackler. Okay. I will I will I will grant you that. But but you know what you are? You're the guy who And would, to take him at 16 to not even move around. Like it's real that's really bad. What can I what can we what can we bet on here on Emmanuel Forbes? I think we should I think we need to go on the record here. Let's let's put some I'm not saying he's, he's I'm not saying he's going to be a pro bowl player. I'm saying your dislike your If he ever makes a pro bowl I will give uh, $500 to your favorite charity. Really? If out of the league within six years, then you will do the same for me. I mean, five, um, I, I, I would really have to look at the data of, of like how, I mean, six players don't usually first round picks don't get six, six year. And there, there could be injury. Like he could, you're telling me this guy's elite. You, you don't feel no. good enough about the 16th overall pick that he's going to last in the league for six years? Oh, he could tear his Achilles in the first practice and be done. Okay. Dumped, right? Like, so uh, that, uh, yeah, I'm not, I, I would need to look at more data to, to answer that question. But come on, hey, go, go online. <laughs> look at Bo walking in $500. His, his betting threshold is he's, he's, he's pulling up. Yeah, What's but in future fish? money. So it's what like, I bet MGMs know, it's, are. are uh, I was I was about to say a different place. I shouldn't say that. Bolo just randomly pulls up bet MGMs, putting five hundred dollars down on props. Um, uh, let's see. I can't do. I can't do six years in the league. How many Why players not? make it? It's because how many players make it six years in the league? Sixteenth uh, overall picks should absolutely. You're telling me it's a good pick. If it's a good pick, he should be in the I know. league for six I said, years. I said he's a good player. I wouldn't have taken him 16th overall, but I think he's a good player. You have such a distaste for him because he's 17 pounds below your prototype. That is so many pounds. Okay. You know what? 14 interceptions is so many interceptions. No, not the ones I've seen. Six pick sixes is are so many pick no. sixes. No. The, he's his, U-G-L-Y. He ain't got no alibi. I will agree to a bet with you, but I, I mean, the six year threshold, I, I need okay, to look at. Okay, what do you at, propose? At, what's at a good, what's people a good. like Polar Jam saying live a little. Polar Jam, do you just, you just go in and throw $500 down on something it's, that you Think about no inflation. Six years from now, $500 is going to be like $40. I don't think you understand inflation, though. <laughs> That's like the Seinfeld episode where Kramer talked about write-offs, right? And Jerry's like, do you know what a write-off Imagine is? him lining up across from A.J. Brown. How do you think that's going to go? How do I think that's that, that's going to go? Yeah. Well, sometimes he he's – I mean, if he, he has to tackle A.J. Brown, not very good. But if the ball doesn't get to A.J. Brown, that's that's that's. You think he's going to stop that? Yeah, okay. What I mean, are you going to do? What do you, what's, your, what do you, what's your proposal? What's your rebuttal? What's my rebuttal for it's what? It's for charity, as Corey Katz says. I understand it's for charity. I thought you had I'm a good a, heart. I don't know. I, I, do, I will make a bet with you. I just, the six year threshold is so, I don't know where that's coming from. But that seems like a, that's, that, that seems like a reason because it's, it's going to be objective anyway. So we're not going to go off both football focus grades. We're not going to like, what do you want to do? I think I that's think a pretty reasonable. I think if, if he, he is not in the league six years from now, that's a good indication that it was a bad pick. That means I was right. I think if he, let's see, 
if he starts, if he starts 50 games in the NFL, No, that you're looking. You're talking about that's like your side of the thing. That's Pro Bowl. So you're saying if he starts fewer than fifty games, I win. Yes. Okay. And if he starts fifty games, I because uh, fifty games would be. I mean, that's I mean, three like, seasons plus. No, no, yeah. seventeen. So that's actually three full seasons. I, I don't know if yeah. that's good enough for me because Washington might just run him out there. Although I don't, I don't think he's going to start fifty games. Yeah, I'll do. Uh, I think fifty. I mean, fifty games is pretty aggressive. There's a lot of uh, because the the thing with with me is like. Yeah, I don't he, think he's going to start fifty games. Okay, but let's say this. Okay, um, it can't be a career-ending injury. It has to be performance-related. The the bet is is I, I don't know no, no because part of the deal the is, is this guy. The bet is no, void. No, if, because what if he gets a career-ending injury because he got run over by AJ Brown and he's a hundred okay. pounds? Like <laughs> that's that's part of the problem. Uh, I mean, I'm just saying, like a guy, if a player tears his Achilles in the first practice, then their chances of starting 20 games in their career is significantly lower. So I'm but I'm absorbing I'm absorbing so much more risk than you are here. That's no, the you're the one who loves the guy. <laughs> All right, let's. By the way, let's let's get to Nolan Smith. Okay, we'll, we'll let's revisit. We have a whole summer to revisit Emmanuel. Forbes. No, we need to make the terms of the bet tonight. It needs to be a draft night bet. <laughs> Marissa, what do you think? I mean, I think something for charity. I'm all for mm. you know, but. I do think you got to give Zach a little time to maybe think this through. Oh, come on. Um, <laughs> but who would you rather have? Traylon I think Burks 50 games Smith? is fair. I mean, to say yeah. to start, like he has to start 50 games. That's a lot yeah. of games. That's a lot of games. Um, yes. So I would say that's that's a fair wager. All right. How about How about 52 games? Uh, if you put it in the injury clause, then yeah. The injury, the injury clause. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I, I think the injury clause has to be part. It does not have to be part of it. Okay. Well, then I'm. I mean, I'm. I I will gladly make a generous donation to a charity of your choice. But this particular bet, how I don't about a make... non? How about I'll give you. I'll let you way, carve out. Supposed, I'll let you. I'll let you carve out two injury types. Okay, so if you want Achilles, you can have Achilles, and then you can carve out one other injury type. Otherwise, anything else counts for me. <laughs> uh, let's discuss it off uh, off air too, because because we do have something in our contracts about about betting on football. I want to be very careful that we're not violating. No, this is like for that. charity, okay. and it's not okay. It's okay. fine. Okay, all right. Um, yeah, all right. I'll give. you Okay. I get to you get the Achilles and you can you can call here. Your, let's just yeah. Um, here, how about this? Let's say a non-contact injury. No. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's let's get on the Donald Smith file. No, we gotta we gotta hammer this out before we move on. Oh, it is. I'm holding you hostage. Sag, my back's starting to hurt. You need to just okay. Something. All right, fifty games. 52, 52. 52. 52. 
So 52 and I get two injuries, which you yes. say. Yeah. You get Achilles. And, I think they should be able to be blanket injuries. Okay, fine. Um, like if you're making Zach go up to 52. But, but, the, but all right, all right. We, we can be subjective with the injuries. But yeah. you can't you can't hold on to if he he tears his Achilles in year four, but he's he's only started five games, like okay, it has to materially affect the what arc about, of his career. What about a second yeah. contract? Quinn says in the chat. Yeah, but in Bo's defense, like uh, first round picks off, often get that that one year show me contract that yeah, that some other guys true. get. So Greedy Williams was second round pick, but yeah, yeah. All right, we have a All deal. Right. Uh, Sure. Would you want? Sure, do you want to make the price it. less, or you're okay with the charity? I like the charity component of okay. it. Yeah, yeah, I like the charity component of All it. All right. On on. I, I, just I have to make up one Pro Bowl. Oh no, no, oh, no. We're just we're we're removing the Pro Bowl. It's just yeah. the 52 games. It's just the yeah. starting oh. whether he starts 52 okay. games or not. Okay. Yes. I think that's it. Well, okay, I feel good about that. On yeah. on uh, Friday, April 28th, the year of our Lord 2023. 3.04 a.m. Bo Wolf and Zach Berman have come to terms. I, I still feel un- uncomfortable. I, I still feel yeah. uncomfortable having a, having a, a, okay. We don't need to get onto it on there. We'll, we'll discuss bet. it off air. Well, yeah, I, I just don't want anything. That- Listen, if anybody, if anybody comes more- to talk to us, this was just for content. <laughs> okay. Yes, it's thank more you. of a prediction. Okay. It's yeah. more of a, like, yeah. you know. Yeah. Okay. Draft night prediction, I would say. Yes. Okay. I look Fair at enough. that. Okay. So anyway, after the commanders um, flushed their first round pick down the toilet, uh, <laughs> some other people came off the board. You start to wonder are the Eagles maybe going to move up for uh, Nolan Smith, and they don't. They go on the clock at thirty. And I was I was sort of wondering uh, because they didn't move up for him. You would have thought that if this guy really was in consideration for them at number ten, that you would have moved up to get him. Um, because you would think that would be that would be worth it, but uh, maybe this this is just credit to understanding what other teams around them were looking for. Maybe you wanted to see what kind of offers would be coming in at thirty in case there was some kind of Godfather offer. Uh, but they fielded those calls, they stuck at thirty, and they take Nolan Smith, the um, real outlier of a prospect from Georgia, unbelievably athletic for his size, but he is also undersized. And he too uh, was not super productive in terms of uh, sacks at Georgia. What's your read on Nolan Smith? Zach, you think it would have been a fine pick at ten? Yeah, I really like Nolan Smith. I, I like Nolan Smith because for a few reasons here. Number one, because we we use the term unique, all right, and it gets thrown around often, but he is unique in that you can't find anyone else who plays his position. Who runs a four three eight and has a forty plus inch vertical leap like that, or four three nine rather? That that doesn't exist. He is he is unique in that regard. I think that when you watch him play, he has ability that uh, that like he's. I thought Fran did a really good job uh, when he was talking to you on the, on the pod that day. He doesn't play like he's two hundred thirty eight pounds. Um, he is on the on on the lighter side, but he's tough against the run. Uh, I s- understand what you mean by the pass rate product by the sack production. That said, if the Eagles are a data inclined organization, as 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 we've discussed, if you look at advanced numbers, 
his sack rate, which isn't even that advanced, right? You, you just take sacks divided by pass right. rushes, right? Um, you look at his pressure rate. Uh, I don't like college pressure rate. Okay. I don't like but, NFL pressure rate either, but college okay. pressure rate is even more subjective. Anyway, there's sure, also a selection bias issue with a guy who is only pass rushing occasionally on a defense that good because when he does pass rush, he's going to have good he's opportunities playing. to get out sure. of the quarterback, right? Okay. It, but Yeah. I mean, his his sack rate, though, it, his his sack rate is pretty good. Uh, it's really high. It's fine. Um, um, he, yeah, he had three sacks this year in eight games. He missed six games. You do wonder if he played those six right. games, what that looks like, right? If Correct. are we talk if if he has six sacks or seven sacks, is the conversation different? Uh, and I, I just think so. that I think that the so the name that the, the Hassan Reddick comp gets thrown out a lot. Um, I think, and I know this is pretty bold to say this, like Micah Parsons is is someone to look at. Teams are trying to look for that type of player. And there is some Micah Parsons in his game. Uh, I think he's I think he's a really good player at a position or has a real, I, I should say, high upside player. I think they're traits that, that are worth gambling on. I thought that at 10, I've said this on this pod a number of times. In the first round in particular, I feel very strongly about traits. I like get hard to find traits in the first round. And then later on in the draft, you can steer more toward like this guy can play, focus more on what he can do than what he can't do. But take hard to find traits unless they're Devontae Smith and they're just so good at football, you can't pass on it. And Devontae had other stuff beyond you know, the weight, but, uh, he, to me has traits that are worth gambling on the, I, I, I don't know him, but the character is said to be Everybody really high off like, the charts. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Uh, um, you know, the exposure at the combine showed Kobe that Dean was there with him at his draft party at his mm -hmm. house. Mm -hmm. Uh, pedigreed player, former top recruit, right? Four year contributor. Two year starter. I love that. <laughs> uh, uh and this is another thing too, okay? Because I keep, I keep hearing. Well, I shouldn't well, say. The Jets I, I, taking I Will McDonald at fifteen. That was a bad pick. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. I've, I, I've heard. Well, is he a workout warrior? Like that kind of thing. Well, here, here. Let me frame it this way. In Dane Brugler's way too early mock draft last April, which doesn't have any of the combine data or anything like that. It's based on the player evaluation. Then going mm -hmm. into the year. Nolan Smith was mocked at number 11 in that draft. So this is this is a guy who has been on the NFL's radar now for a long time. Uh, so to me, it would have been a good pick at 10. It's a great pick at 30. Well, I'll just go, I'll just run through some of those outliers, both in terms of the uh testing and and the production. So he ran a 439 40-yard dash. Uh he would that be, made him the heaviest player in combine history to break. Uh, four four. There are forty six players in the elite sample of edge guys, which is uh, more than any other position because of the, the silly rules about uh, edge el eligibility. So you have a, a a bigger sample. It's obviously the fastest forty. Uh, it is the fastest ten yard split. It's the second best vertical vertical jump, forty one and a half inches. Well, so if 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 I can jump in real quick, because sure. I've seen that stat, and I actually think the stat is it's the heaviest player to run under 4-4 and have over 40-inch vertical jump because Amare Barno last year 
oh, ran okay. ran like a four three five or something at two hundred forty six pounds. Oh, okay. So that's I I think I yeah I think that's what it was. I I, okay. I I I think the the high jump was tied into it. Yeah. He is uh so at two thirty eight he's he's uh one pound heavier than Hassan Reddick was and two pounds heavier than Cam Wake was. So that's good. He's got uh relatively small hands, but you know what can you do? Get him a get him a Burger King. Um, but he did, he only had his high sack was three and a half two years ago. Um, mm -hmm. last year, as you said, he had three and eight games, and you would think that he would have he would have topped that. But the uh elite edge rushers, the only guy who played four years and had fewer sacks is Michael Bennett, and Michael Bennett went undrafted. Um there's all the things about the defense, there's all the things about the way he was used, he didn't get to rush the passer that often. He got injured, had tore his pec, and he's he's fine on that. Uh, Howie Roseman said, but it is true that um, he didn't have a, a ton of sack production. I think it's a I think it's a really really good pick at thirty. I I, I would not have liked it at ten because of all those questions. Um, I would have wanted to move down for that cost, but at thirty. I mean, you can't argue at all. Um, and but you think, did say, uh, but you did say of the edge rushers that we were talking about there, you thought no one was the guy the Eagles would go for over Van Ness and, and oh yeah, some I thought, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have liked it. Oh, okay. I, wouldn't, I would have not have been surprised if yeah. I think that the okay. Eagles, if they had to hold their nose and pick a ten, I think that is who they would have taken. I would think okay. if if they didn't like Christian Gonzalez. Um, it's going to be an interesting fit. I'm, I'm, I'm like curious to see how they use him and Hassan Reddick at the same time. Is it going to be like they're just splitting time? One of them's on the field at the same time. Obviously, they're, they're going to have to be packages where they can use both of them. It's nice that he can probably uh, do the dropping in coverage um, better than Hassan Reddick, or at least like allow Hassan Reddick to not have to do that. Uh, I think it will be fun to watch how this all works in the in the Sean Desai defense as they put this thing together. Howie Roseman, I asked him what position he said outside linebacker. Um, I think it's I think it's fun. Um, there's like a you know the the uh, the the skeptical part of me is like, okay, we're getting a little too cute here. Like does like does is it really the best player? is always going to be the guy from Georgia, um, but. Sitting yes. there at 30. Yes. Take, the answer is yes. Well, I know, but it's not like that's not the case. Nah. But um I I mean I, I would like to uh I'd like to hem and haw here, but it's it's really hard to argue with with taking him there. And and as I'm doing the shout out draft, that's who I had them. That's who I would have picked I would have picked too. So I mean they, yeah, like Georgia won the national championship game 65-7. <laughs> They're they're just absurd. Um, but uh, to the point, and I said this in the press, in the media house tonight, and I, I, I wrote this, like whatever happened to the, I'm, I'm sorry, Marissa, I see you yawning. I apologize. And we're like, we're doing I'm this good. again tomorrow. I'm like, good. Whatever happened to the days when the Eagles were being too cute, like were, you know, everyone thinks Justin Jefferson, but we know better. We're gonna take Jalen Rager. Yeah. Or or everyone knows this, but but, but I think that that was maybe better. that was maybe um I think the Rager thing might have been something that taught them that lesson a little bit. Yeah, like they're 
<laughs> these these almost consensus based picks, uh, maybe there's something to it, right? That if well, and I, I remember asking Howie about it last year about you know having done the Alabama after the national championship game and then the Georgia after the national championship. And he said, you know, like the the longer you do this, the more you realize that maybe it's not so complicated. Um, and I think that's there's a little bit of luck involved here. Like the board has fallen a certain way. You know, you, they have also moved around to get in position for those things. I don't necessarily know that, you know, the Jordan Davis pick is going to look great. But um, I do think that that is a philosophical decision that they have made to await that. Um, maybe more than they did before. Yeah, and I think college football has has become even even more so than ever before. The best players go to a few schools, uh, and if you just look, you know Ari Wasserman from the Athletic, he, he has this thing: stars matter. And if you just look, if you look at the recruiting rankings every year, it's the same five schools at the top, basically, right? If you look at the draft, where it, I mean, Nolan Smith was the top recruit in the country. Now, Jordan Davis wasn't a huge recruit. Jalen Carter was a huge recruit. Uh, I mean, Bryce Young, the, the number one pick, was the top quarterback in the country. Sometimes the the players, the the best players get to choose where they go. They go to the best schools. Uh, Georgia's won two national championships. A few teams have hung with them during the past two years. It's been with the strength of their defense. Uh there's there's a reason why <laughs> there's a reason why the best players are on their team, right? So I I'm not saying you know you I'm I'm not saying you take Chris Smith and like every single player who was on Georgia's defense, but these guys were their best players. I do want to allow for the possibility that um, like the reason that Jalen Carter didn't try so hard in practice is because he didn't really like his teammates. He was like, oh my gosh, I cannot wait to get to the NFL. So Nolan Smith isn't bugging me with his rah-rah attitude and the Kobe Dean isn't trying to like get me to do extra stuff. I just want to get to the NFL and this poor guy now has to play with those guys again. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that would be a funny uh, situation. Yeah. All right. I think we're good on Nolan Smith. I think, you know, in, in terms of going into the night, Zach, if you, if, if you, if you, if you told us uh, 24 hours ago, I went to your room, shook you awake. Yeah, Emma would be like, what the hell is going on here? What is going on? And I said, guess what? The Eagles are going to get Jordan Davis and Nolan Smith. And the only thing they're going to give up is a 2024 fourth-round pick, a 2024 fifth-round pick, and they're going to move up 28 spots or whatever it is in the third round. I think you would have said, Bo, please get out of my house. Yeah, You're scaring my wife. It's like but it's like Roy Kent and Jamie Tarr. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. That might be a spoiler. I'm I'm behind. Oh, okay. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Is, is that from this season? Yeah. This season. Oh, you're yeah, killing I'm behind me. too. No spoilers. On the oh, general pod, they try to give give one too. You know, Zach. Yeah, they're talking about some Zava guy. I'm like, I don't even know who that is yet. Excuse don't. me, please. Yeah. You know, he he, he went to Syracuse. He went to Syracuse. Mm. Yeah, in real life, not in the not in the show. Um <laughs> yeah, totally. I, if if you did that, I would have said, "Bo, what are you doing in my house? What are you doing in my room?" <laughs> right? Uh, where are my children sleep? Right? Uh, <laughs> it's from The Godfather, right? <laughs> um, but, good, but good reference for you. 
Yes, that's uh, pretty, that's pretty good pop culture. But uh, I would I would have said when I walked into the media house tonight, if, if, if you said they're getting Jalen Carter, Nolan Smith, I would have said you're nuts. Uh, you know, uh, are they giving up next year's first? What are they doing? How are they doing the clock here? How are they, how, how are they doing this? So, uh, yeah. So that's a great job by the Eagles tonight, based on the way I I, I gave them A and A. It had to be better than I mean their yeah. wildest expectations. It's 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 really good. I mean, we'll see how it plays out. But you grade the process. They took Emmanuel Forbes at sixteen. Uh, we don't need to go through this again. <laughs> um, you know, I'm, I'm gonna be driving to work you know, tomorrow I hope he's a and great listening. Guy. I hope he's a great kid. Uh, you know, th that would be he nice. Um, I'm gonna be driving to work tomorrow, and I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna listen to this podcast for quality control, and I'm gonna say, wait, did I commit to giving five hundred dollars away? What? What is this? Yeah. So, okay, uh, we have two things to get to before before we close. First, <sighs> seriously, we're doing this again tomorrow night. The yeah, panini thing we can do tomorrow night. Can't oh, we? the panini thing. We have three things to get to. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Marissa and I have the same reaction. The panini thing. My um, kids are getting up in two hours. The panini thing, you guys will uh, notice uh, Jordan Davis tweeted. Where do I have it here? Tweeted. Uh, he had a promoted tweet after he got drafted. It's time to fly uh, with an Eagles logo. I can't wait to get to Philly and get to work. Hashtag fly Eagles fly. Check out my first Panini instant rookie card here. Panini NFT rated rookie. And it's got about uh, 1,200 retweets. Oh, you said Jordan Davis, Jalen Carter. Jalen Carter, I'm sorry. I probably will make that mistake again, especially uh, this late in the uh, night. Um, listen, this is, this, is my, this is my old job. Mm. Writing these tweets for these guys after they get drafted. And this is not good enough. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> this is the segment <laughs> this is not good enough we need a little we need more team specific engagement okay let's go back to uh 2016 oh um when uh when your boy was at the controls uh carson went philly let's do this can't wait to compete in Eagles green for the best fans in football at tight NFL hashtag our colors hashtag ad 6,000 retweets. There you go. At That's tight NFL tonight's a celebration tomorrow. The real work begins. <laughs> Good line. Uh, yeah. I'm just saying, you know, if you want to throw the big money at me, get a little side job writing tweets on a, on a draft night. We're open for business. We'll 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 increase those retweets twofold at least. The irony is you don't tweet on draft night. What do you mean? I mean you're not like uh, you know putting on information tweeter. Eagles I mean, around I'm, the clock. I'm tweeting. What's that? You're not like the Eagles around the clock here. This is what I think they're gonna do. Yeah, because who needs that? I think most people who are on Twitter. That's what they're they're. They're, if they're on, they need me to tell them the Eagles are on the clock. They don't have nine other beat writers telling them that. They need to hear it from me. <laughs> I, I just find it funny. The person who's not tweeting during the draft now is assessing the way I'm tweeting. I'm tweeting about the like the, uh, the Cowboys drafting in Motsi. Uh, <laughs> I 
right, let's, let's, let's push Nobody you. follows me for uh, the Eagles are on the clock. <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking of why people follow me, let's get to item number two. We got to update our games, people. Duck, duck, juice. Uh, the most seriously? prestigious. Let's um, just wait till the end of the weekend for this. No, we have to update it as it goes. Duck, duck, juice. Jimmy, <laughs> with so the first tired. pick, took edge. That's going to be seven points for him. Zach, with your first pick, you took defensive tackle. Seven points for you. You and Jimmy are tied atop the leaderboard at Duck, Duck, Juice. You have cornerback still, wide receiver still, and quarterback. Jimmy has interior offensive line, safety, and specialist. I have running back, tackle, linebacker, and tight end. Well, that will be decided tomorrow. The Owl You Know draft with the first overall pick. Bo took Nolan Smith. With the fourth overall pick, my second pick, Bo took Jalen Carter. Two for two at the top of the Allen You Know draft. That gives me an eight-point lead on you and Shiel. You can read uh, who else is available uh, on Daniz's Twitter. And then, Zach, the turkeys to the kingdom. And I'm sorry to say that I'm dusting you here. The Eagles' first pick of the draft will be uh, before 10. We both put 40 turkeys on that. That's a tie. The second pick will be at 30. Uh, I had 35 turkeys on that. You had 20 turkeys on that. So a win there for me. The first pick will be which position? Defensive line. I had 51. You had 45. Six turkeys for me. The second pick will be what position? Defensive line. I had 41. You had 30. Another pickup for me. Big one here. Will the Eagles trade away a 2024 pick during the draft? I feel bad for Marissa. 95 turkeys for me, 61 for you. You needed to do a better job there. Uh, will the Eagles draft a pair of college teammates? I had 40. You had 35. Another win for me. Will the Eagles draft a player from at least one of Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, or Princeton? 79 for me, 75 for you. 381 turkeys for me, 306 for you. It's getting late early for you, my friend. It is getting late, that's for sure. All right. Out of curiosity, what time did you wake up today? Which time? You took a nap? Of course I uh, took a nap. <laughs> okay. I knew we were going to be up till 3.30 today. Of course I took a nap. <laughs> Which time? Okay. All right. Okay. All I right. got up at 5.40 this morning. That's a you yeah. problem. It's 3.25. That's a you right problem. Now. I haven't napped. You, I, this is not your first draft. Okay. Nor I, is it I, your first draft doing these podcasts. Well, you know, I, you I, should I, know to prepare. Fail to prepare, prepare to fail. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Okay. You know, I, I, I've introduced Marissa in the past as, as my boss because she's like the senior producer. In essence, you're my boss because, like, <laughs> Both of ours. <laughs> yeah, I'm, doing as, I'm doing as you say. This yeah. is going to be one of the most listened to podcasts of the entire year. It okay? probably will. We got to bring right. the juice. He is right with yeah. that. The draft pods crush it every year. I agree. I was juiced up the beginning. I was ready to roll. It was probably, yeah. Yeah. We're, okay. We're, I do. There is one real thing that I would like to discuss. Okay. I'm happy to discuss it. The Eagles have two picks tomorrow. Yes. They okay. This at, is a good discussion. Yes. They okay. are at uh, 62 and 64. The very end of the second round, the very beginning of the third round. Looking at what's available, what do you sort of expect them to do tomorrow? Yeah, so I expect them to trade back. 
from one of those picks. And and the, and the reason I, I say that is because uh, these picks are so concentrated together, like Bo just said. The the pool of players you're considering, you know, the way they draft. I, I think I've I, I think we've discussed this, but teams draft based on on tiers, and you say are are they on the same line, right? So there's certain so you draft horizontally horizontally as much as you draft vertically. And I got to imagine that there's going to be a concentrated pool of players at, 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 on a, on the tier, unless they want to nail two of them. It makes more sense to trade back. Lift Uber test. <laughs> unless they want to draft two of them. Uh, uh, you're, you're going to trade back. So I, I, I think that they trade back from, from one of those spots, get into day three, uh, I bet they trade I, back from 62 thinking there. Yes. And then, yeah, because you probably get a little bit more value. Exactly. So you're still going to get a guy. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. So that's my guess. Although I got to say this, I, I, I don't go overboard with the, you know, you need to have all these day three picks. Uh, the reality is once you get to, I, I think fourth round and to a degree, the fifth round, has some value. I think the fifth round. I think the fifth yeah. round matters. Yeah. Yeah. Once you get to the sixth round, it's similar to the, to the pool of players you're considering for the undrafted rookies. Not always, but I think that's fair. Players. But I also think to, that that would mean if you didn't pick up any, uh, you know, third, fourth, fifth round capital, you essentially have a four player draft class. That's right? a good point. Like, yeah. That's not now, ideal. Yeah. Now two real premium picks, but sure. no, I, 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 well, I not real premium. I mean, yeah. 30 is not real premium. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I think they're going to trade back, uh, from one of those picks. I would pay attention tomorrow to, I think there's a good group of corners available. I think uh, corner the, the is irony a position is, that really yeah. looks to me like there's going to be a sweet spot maybe there yeah. for them. Exactly. What are you going to say? The irony to the Emmanuel Forbes thing is like I'm I'm not this huge Emmanuel Forbes guy. I I, I just don't like your distaste for him. I kind of viewed him in the tier of corners as like in I really like Keely Ringo from a, I mean Keely Ringo's 20 years old, you know, runs has has size, has experience. Uh so, Joey Porter you expect will probably not be there yes. by then. Keely Ringo, DJ yeah. Turner, Cam Smith, Tyreek mm -hmm. Stevenson, Julius Williams, Julius Brents, Cameron Mitchell, Trey Tomlinson, yeah. Clark Phillips, all those guys, you know, some of those guys will appeal to them. Some of them will be available. Yeah. And then the other thing I'll say is that this is known to be a really good tight end draft class and only one went in the first round tonight. Yeah. Uh, that's Dalton Kincaid. So there's, there's going to be some tight ends there. We've, we've I think there's going to be a little run on those guys early in the second round. Like, okay. yeah, but yeah, maybe not. Yeah, um, I don't think the Eagles are, are gonna are gonna double up on on, on D tackle or edge rusher at this point. Pay attention to the possibility of offensive line. Uh, I suppose I'm, I'm I'm covering all the bases. And then I, I think no. the thing, the one thing we really didn't get into you, I mean you did in, when you were going through the draft order was running backs got pushed up the board tonight, right? Two went in the top fifteen. Uh, and I don't know that running backs got pushed up the board as much as the Lions just made two. a bad pick. True. Okay, but, but, but I, I mean, I I read uh, I read I read I read one report today that Bijan Robinson's range was thought to be like eight to thirty. I'm like, wow. Okay, great. It's a pretty big range, right? Yeah. Um, so I think I read so, that same one and thought the same thing. Yeah. So uh, uh, yeah. I mean, if you thought there was a chance Bijan could fall into the twenties or Gibbs could fall in the second round, that clearly didn't happen. Um, I don't so think guys, Eagles. 
Zach Charbonnet from UCLA. Yeah. You got Ty J Spears. You got Devin Achin. You got Tank Bigsby. You got Israel Abanaconda. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think there are going to be, uh, yeah, this is, they're going to have some I options. Think, uh, I, I, I think, um, has like, Dane put out a mock draft? Like a, a second maybe. round mock draft? I haven't looked at it. Yeah. I think, I think it should, maybe it won't go up until the morning. I think I the think guy who I think they'd love to get, who I will probably not be there is is Matthew Bergeron because he hits that tackle guard flexibility. He's like the last guy who, who could make it there, but I don't think he's going to make it there. Um, Quick thing on on uh, Bergeron, Ben Solak, if you're listening, okay, because I, I I I listened to the uh, Philly Special Pod uh, today. It's Syracuse University, not the University of Syracuse. Syracuse mm. University, okay. That's uh, you. Just like yeah, it's it's not really? Chicago University. It's or is it Chicago University? I don't know. They don't. Or, yeah. It's, University it's, of Chicago. No, he didn't go to you. It's, I think it's Chicago oh, University, right. right? There's there's a UIC and a Chicago University. I don't, I don't know where he went. Uh, no, he went into Chicago. Okay. But it's Syracuse University. Ben, you do a great job, but Syracuse University. Yeah. I think I think wide receiver is also a possibility in, in with maybe the second of those picks. But I do... I'd been saying the thing that I I would be pretty surprised if they took defense with their first three picks, but I do sort of lean that like corner is the thing that makes the most sense uh, for them tomorrow, and then something on offense, whether that's offensive line or uh, a weapon. So we'll see. Safety, that's the other one. Brian Branch, he's probably not going to be there anymore. And then I don't love taking a safety in the second round, just because it's such a wide range of outcomes. Anyway, all right. We made it 90 minutes. I told you I before we started, I said this is going to be 90 minutes. We made it 90 minutes. Now we I'm can ready go. for like, a, is it dinner part three or breakfast part one? Yeah. Now, Zach, let me ask you this good question. I don't have a good answer <laughs> for you there. I was bragging about Marissa today to somebody. Uh, and yeah, you time and time again showed why you're hey, this the is best a big producer. night. This is a big night. So. Big night for the Eagles, too. Two big picks. Happy to be here. <laughs> and no Browns picks. So, yeah, no Browns yeah that picks. means. But, you know, Michael was like, of course, another joint practice where they're loading <laughs> up. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's really funny. <laughs> yeah. It's like, here's Jordan Davis. Here's, that's really funny. It was here's probably like Carter. eighth pick or something. And he's yeah. like, he's texting me and he's like, I know the Eagles are going to get Jalen Carter. I uh, just know it. That's really funny. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's like, can't they take that 170 pound guy? The yeah, he's like, why, guy? why yeah. don't they take the, the tackle here? Or, yeah. You know? Yeah. Bijan, yeah. he was rooting for that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and he's Emmanuel Forbes. You could pancake Emmanuel Forbes, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> so could Marissa. <laughs> My belly right now. <laughs> Uh, all right. My last question to you, Zach, at this time of night, will you yeah. get into bed with Emily and risk waking her up or will you like go to sleep on the couch or something? Like I'll that? sleep on the couch. Yeah. I'll sleep wow. on the couch. Um, yeah, just because I, I, I sleep with the TV on and mm. I, I wouldn't want it. So <laughs> John Mulaney has a special out that, uh, I've, I've fallen asleep to the past two nights. Okay. So, so uh, yeah, so I, I, I probably put that on in the background and, but <laughs> I don't know. I, invariably, every time I put it on, so I'll, I'll, I'll. Uh, I mean, she goes to bed much earlier than I do, and so I'll, I'll come in. I'll put on the John Mulaney special, and it'll be meant to put me to sleep. But 
I'll be sitting there listening to it. You'll be laughing, it, right? And then I'll start cracking up. Yeah. yeah. And then I, I, I wake her up because I'm laughing so hard. From, yeah, John Mulaney <laughs> cracks me up. So <laughs> That's good. A little insight there, I, yeah. I look forward to, uh, to watching it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, what a night for the Philadelphia Eagles. Jalen Carter. Nolan Smith. And a nice slap on the wrist for Johnny Gans. We'll be back tomorrow. Tomorrow night. Probably right around the same time. So, Zach, if you can, try to work yourself in a nap late morning mm -hmm. tomorrow. Uh, real quick, re please read all our coverage on The Athletic. Uh, Marissa's done a great job putting it on the bottom of the screen. Uh, but you can check it out. Bo and I have, ha have grades from every pick. We have templated reactions to every pick. We have uh, best available players for tomorrow. That's 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 going to come up. But we have content for you throughout the day. We'll have uh, more reaction. You know, we'll, we'll have reaction from the players, from the coaches, uh, and it's coverage throughout the weekend into next week. So please make sure you check that out. Yeah, I mean, people call it content. I think it's so good it's pro-tent. Yeah. Um, and for those who are driving to work tomorrow morning, you, you can hear me talk about this draft on uh, 97.5 The Fanatic. Wow. So think. let's think about this. Yeah, let's <laughs> think about this. For them to have made it through 90 <laughs> minutes of the podcast before yeah. 8 a.m. you're on, that would be impressive. I guess they could be watching live right now. That, are, that will. We saw a few people that were doing the night shifts. So if you if you have listened to this by the time you are listening to Zach on 97.5, please tag us on Twitter with hashtag ZBSicko. So <laughs> so so real quick, funny part to that. We will uh, read them at 10 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So 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 we discussed me coming into the studio. Um, but I was like, I'm not going to finish work till 4 a.m. And I think I threw out the 4 a.m. on like the right. aggressive side, right? <laughs> I'm going to go to bed after 4 a.m. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah. So, um, I kind of called my shot there, right? I was like, Lane, J oh, please check out the Lane Johnson story. Oh, we didn't even get to talk yeah, about the Lane Johnson and, story. The and Why don't we save of, that for tomorrow? Yeah. And there's a lot of great names in this draft. Check out the name story on mm, yes, oh, the, the all the all name team. There was a few laugh out louds. Emily said, "What are you laughing at?" And I said, "Bo's name story." Oh, yes, yes. Got a laugh out of you from a from a comedian, a, com a comedy aficionado <laughs> yeah. such as those, yourself. Wow, <laughs> those those categories are great. So, give me anyways, one. Give me one that you like. That's <laughs> no, okay. Uh, bumper pool. Bumper pool. Okay. Yes. All right. Uh, a DJ that, Turner. Yeah. yeah. Katie Turner from Marissa's wedding. Yeah. Uh, that'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends. We will be back uh, early Saturday morning for Zach and Marissa and Emmanuel. We thank you for listening. We will talk to you later. And as always, we love you.